0: No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning. Welcome to the Morning Motivation. Thanks for being here. This week we're talking about suffering. Why do bad things happen to good people? Why is there suffering in the world? Why would a, a good God allow there to be suffering? So we're doing a little comparative world religion overview crash course here on how other world religions deal with suffering. Uh, so far, we've done more ideolo- worldviews and ideologies, philosophies. Uh, but now let's jump into some of the world religions. Because, I mean, this is so fundamental a question. Every worldview, every religion has an answer to it in some way. And you decide if it's a satisfactory answer, of course. So let's do Buddhism. Uh, this one is, I think, quite simple to understand. So the teaching of Buddha says that we are creatures of desire. So the way to stop suffering is to stop desiring things. Buddha said existence and suffering are one. That's one of the translations of the what they call the first noble truth. Existence is suffering. So, let's think about this. Existence is suffering. Desire leads to suffering. So to stop suffering, we need to stop desiring anything. And this is called nirvana. Nirvana literally means blowing out or quenching. Quenching what? Desire. And once you achieve this true state of never desiring anything, once you've reached true nirvana, then that is the end of suffering. Now, Buddha was right in the fact that suffering can come from desire. But he was wrong on the remedy. The remedy is not to desire nothing. The remedy is not to desire anything ever at all. The remedy to desire is not to eliminate all desire. The remedy is to replace it with a higher desire. See the difference there? So if you desire this sports car, but you can't get it, oh, I'm suffering. You could not desire it, sure. Or you could replace that desire with a higher desire. You can express your desire in a higher form. This is a great line from E. Stanley Jones. He says, love fashioned upon the flesh degenerates into lust and is degrading. So again, a a Buddhist would be like, stop all desire. It's like, oh, what's that? But that's not it. But fastened upon a personality like Christ, love arises into a higher form and is redeeming. In the one case, it brings suffering. And in the other case it brings the cure of suffering the unsatisfied desire is therefore removed not by extinction but through its satisfaction so buddha was close but he never saw anything higher i mean for him the pinnacle of life was to be a snuffed out candle to achieve the uh, desire to not desire anything that's that's not that's sad All right, so Hinduism. Hindus see suffering in the world and they believe it all came from a previous life. This is another one that, like, you can see, like, it makes sense. It's easy to accept. Like, oh, why are you suffering? You must have done bad things in your previous life. So all suffering today is based on the choices of of a previous, uh, previous existence. All suffering, therefore, is just, they call it karma. Now, the Christian ethics says that some suffering is unjust. Some suffering is unjust. But the Hindu says all suffering is just. It comes from a previous life. A Hindu once said that Jesus must have been a terrible sinner in a previous life to have suffered so much in this one. Ooh. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. So this karma view leads to some pretty horrible places. Think about it. Can you help someone who is suffering with a terrible disease? Well, no, they have that disease because of the sins that they committed in a previous life. So if you help them, you're interfering with the laws of karma. This is one of the reasons why India has such a horrible caste system. You can't help people in the untouchable class, they say. They're there because of their previous life. They deserve to be treated in this horrible way today. And if you don't treat them in this horrible way, then you're not abiding by the laws of karma. And you're actually being unjust by not letting them suffer their due penalty for their previous sins. So karma is uh, a way to justify suffering, but man, it leads to a whole lot more of it. So many people today, many people who call themselves Christians, have taken pieces of all the ones we've talked about so far this week and kind of smashed them all together into some just incoherent, ridiculous amalgam of coping. (laughs) And and I've done it too, right? I've taken a little bit of this, uh, you know, this Buddhist idea. It's Aesop's sour grapes, right? The fox couldn't reach the grapes he wanted, so he walked away and said, oh, I never wanted those grapes anyway. They're too sour, right? So it's like, I don't desire that anymore. So it's like some of that. A little bit of the stoicism, that appeals to me uh, from uh, a couple days ago. But this is not Christian. This is not Christian. Unlike the Buddhists, you can desire. The question is, what do you desire for? And like the Hindus, it's true you reap what you sow, but there's no reincarnation. So Christianity has a very different answer to all of these that we've talked about. Very different answer to suffering. And we're almost to the Christian response. But tomorrow, Muslim and Jewish. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at amfam.com.